Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Griff Talks Football with your host, Griff, here. And if you haven't read, I'm assuming you have, but just a reminder, this episode is about ways to adjust pass protections and neutralize sack duos. Before I go into that, have you ever heard of the Smiths? You know, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith? Yeah, those guys. Those guys are currently with the Green Bay Packers, and they helped lead the defense in top 10 when it came to getting sacks. Zadarius had 13 and a half sacks, while Preston had 12 sacks. They're one of the top, if not the top, pass rushing duos in the game. And while they weren't the first sack duos, they can certainly help remind teams to adjust their pass protections against them. And the same thing goes for other teams that have phenomenal pass rushers, in which offensive pass protections need to account for pass rushing duos and blitzes that may occur. In today's episode, we're going to dive deep into my pass protection calls, as well as understanding the different types of defensive fronts, the use of personnel, and how offensive identities can neutralize pass rushing duos and potential blitzes. Welcome to Griff Talks Football. Any use of verbiage or numbers can represent certain pass protection calls. However, for this episode, my my pass protection calls are going to consist of terms that are often used in the West Coast system, such as 2-Jet or 3-Jet. I've been inspired to use these terms because I'm not only familiar with these terms, but they also make sense to me, and I've put my own spin to it. My pass protection calls are 200 and 300 Jet, Java, Jehovah, J, and Jabbing, as well as 400 and 500 Jet, Java, Jehovah, J, and Jabbing, and 600 and 700 Jet, Java, Jehovah, J, and Jabbing. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll explain what the numbers mean, but I want to first dive into what the J means. Jet is in reference to the five-man protection scheme, which means that it's just five offensive linemen pass protecting. Java refers to a six-man pass protection scheme, and a six-man who is pass protecting is the A-back. The A-back is whoever is referenced in your offense, such as a slot receiver, a second tight end, or another running back and fullback. Um, if you're using a slot receiver, or if you want an example, the Rams often use Cooper Cup as a way to pass protect sometimes. Um some teams, uh, such as the Vikings this past year, used a lot of two tight end sets and had their second tight end blocking. And again, the Niners and other teams that used a ton of 21 personnel uh, used the running back and fullback as a way to pass protect. Jehovah is another six-man pass protection scheme with the running back pass protecting. Jay is also the six-man pass protection scheme, but with the Y, usually your starting tight end, Pass protecting. And last, but definitely not least, jabbing, and which is in reference to a seven-man pass protecting scheme with both the running back and the tight end pass protecting. I will say you would not, you would only often see a seven-man pass protection scheme with a play action pass and, and or against a heavy man and zone blitz team. However, these pass protection calls don't mean anything without the number or numbers involved. 200 and 300 is in reference to where the pass protection slides, typically away from the tight end position. And that's the same for the J protection schemes. If the pass protection is called Java and which requires the A back to pass protect, the protection is still sliding away from the tight end Y position. However, the pass protection is called Jehovah. You can also add a check to it 
And what that, what I mean by that is, if it's 200, 300, the protection is still, again, sliding away from the Y, but you can either check to where the running back can pass protect to, uh, to, uh, to pass, protect, pass protect on either side or away, uh, from the side, uh, from the slide. So if we're sliding to the left, the running back can pass protect to the right or still pass protect to the left. And can also be on the quarterback's right side or left side out of the formation when it came to shotgun or in the pistol or the QBs on the center again can slide with or away from the pass protection if it's called checked, which I, I would call it that. The pass protection J is similar to what Jet is, but again, the Y is pass protecting. It can also add the check uh, to the jabbing protection scheme. All the pass protection J's are adjusted to what the number is. And if it's 400 to 500, that's a pass protection scheme with a pulling guard. If it's 400, the left guard pulls to the right. And if it's 500, the right guard pulls to the left. Lastly, but not least, if it's 600, the pass protection does slide away from the Y. But I will only call this pass protection number if I'm calling a play action pass that requires a QB to fake the stretch that's going to the left only to bootleg and roll out away from the offensive line. And the same thing goes for a 700 pass protection number, just faking the run to the right, only to bootleg to the left. Since I have now explained my pass protection schemes, I want to do a smaller review over some of the defensive fronts. And while I recognize it would be difficult to explain the fronts, I am posting a series on YouTube, and those videos will be released this Wednesday, starting at 12 p.m. Central Time, going over how my pass protection calls would work against the six defensive fronts that I'm going over right now. The first video will be about 200-300 jet against the six defensive fronts, um, again, this Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Time on my YouTube channel, Griff Talks Football. About those defensive fronts, those six defensive fronts are even, odd, over, under, stack, and bare. An even front is often associated with a 4-2-5 defensive look, while the odd front is often associated with a 3-4 defensive look. The over front is often associated with a 4-3 defense, and the same can be said for, for the under front, but the under front is also often associated with a 5-2 defense. As for the stack front, that is associated with a 3-3-5 defense, and the bear defense is referred to as the 46 defense. We have a bunch of defensive players stacked at the line of scrimmage. I know I didn't go much more into detail, but I wanted to do just an overview of each defensive front, because there's no way that I, again, that I can fully explain in detail each defensive front without illustrating and showing not only defensive front on the whiteboard, but I also want to show my pass protection calls and how they adjust to each defensive front that's being shown. Again, I'll be doing a series on YouTube starting this Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Time, starting with 200-300 jet protection against six defensive fronts. And you can look up my channel again, Griff Talks Football, and you'll see the other videos there, such as my thoughts on the free agency uh, from last week's video, which I also did the podcast episode for that as well. While I won't go over the details of the fronts until, again, I upload those videos, I will go over the different ways in which you can neutralize the pass rush or the blitzes. One of the ways you can neutralize the pass rush or blitzes is using personnel that matches well with your identity. I did an episode last week about offensive play script and using personnel 
and if you want more details about the personnel and the offensive play script, you can click on the episode called Season 2, Episode 2, The Importance of an Offensive Play Script and Personnel. For example, if you describe your team's a West Coast, or in other words, a quick passing team that uses a lot of one-back or 11 personnel, and that's the strength of your team, then do that. However, the opponent that you're facing or going against may use a ton of man coverage to not only jam the receivers at the line of scrimmage, but to also disrupt the timing of the play to where the quarterback is forced to hold on to the ball longer in which the pass rushers or the puts may get there to get the sack in the play. An example is the divisional round of the playoffs back in 2016 when the Texans were playing at Gillette Stadium against the New England Patriots. The defense ran a ton of man coverage that included zero blitz, cover two man, and cover one man. And they ran to counter at the Patriots' offensive identity, which at the time, they were a quick passing attack team. At first, it worked. The Texans' defense forced some turnovers and several sacks in that game, but then New England does what New England does, they cheat. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They adjusted to the Texans' game plan, but not only using a ton of 11 and 12 personnel, but by using play-action passes that included some extra guys to not only protect Brady, but as well as using double-move routes, as well as using crossing routes that create a rubs or space for one of the receivers to get open, as well as deep routes that are man-beaters, or at least deep routes are difficult to cover in man coverage, such as comebacks or deep out routes. Nevertheless, that is how New England adjusted and ended up whooping the Texans 34-16. That is one of several ways to neutralize the pass rush while still using your offensive identity as an advantage. Another example is using RPOs or re-options as a way to slow down or neutralize the pass rush and blitzes. RPOs are an acronym for Run Pass Option, in which the QB reads a particular defensive player based on what the RPO play is, as well as the defensive front that the defense is presenting. However, for the sake of, of simplicity, if there's too many defensive players in a box and there's space for a wide receiver to catch the ball and gain yardage, the QB will throw the ball. If the defense is keyed on playing the pass, as the QB would hand off the ball to the running back. RPOs are one way in which you can neutralize the pass rush and force the defense to focus on stopping the RPO. Lastly, you can use read option and read one or two players on the run play to determine to either hand it off to the running back or pitch it out to the A back or as a QB, keep the ball and run. Also, keep in mind, if you view the RPOs and read options are ways to keep the pass rush at bay, or even blitzes, even though blitzes can stop the run, but to at least keep a player out of the play, you need to make sure that those plays stay with or complement well with your identity. For example, if you're a power run football team, or in other words, pull the guards a lot of the time on the run plays and uses a ton of 11 personnel, then use an RPO that makes either the left guard or the right guard pull on the play. It would force said opponent defense to focus on your identity uh, only to then be attacked by an RPO. As I end this episode, just a reminder, 
Uh, to neutralize pass rushers and or a blitzing team, you've got to use certain pass protection calls as well as having players understand the different types of defensive fronts and using your personnel and your offensive identity as a way to help neutralize pass rushing duos and blitzes. Um, as I sign off, next week's episode is going to be about identifying coverages and also seeing if there's an easier coverage to attack against. This is Griff Talks Football, and I'll catch you all next Monday evening. And remember to love or hate my opinions.